Welcome to the very first episode of Backstage, the Bachata podcast, where we invite dancers to learn about them in a new light. My name is Lucy. And my name is Jan. And today we sat down with Pebbles from the UK. We talked about her journey in dance and incorporating your own style, even if that means you won't appeal to everyone. We're very excited to have her as our first guest. So let's jump right into it. All right. So, hi Pebbles. Thank you for joining us. How are you doing? I'm doing great. <laughs> Haven't been bored once, which is a good thing, keeping myself busy. <laughs> well, we were really interested. What was your first interaction with basically the music and dance industry? My first interaction. Oh my yeah. god. Um any like as in like with the chats or dancing in general? <laughs> well, dancing in general, I guess, and music in general. Um, well, to be honest, my my parents actually told me that I probably started dancing before I could walk. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't even know what that looks like, to be honest. Um, but I think because I've always been around like music and dances my whole life, it kind of just was in the genes, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And then I started out with the cliche thing, like uh, like classical stuff, because, you know, my mother thought I looked cute in a tutu, even though I hate it. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I've, I guess I've just always had an, uh, like, an attraction to it. I, I don't know. It's just something that naturally came out of me. With music, I grew up around a lot of boys who were like at least 10 years older than me. And... Growing up with my dad, for example, uh, he's like a bit more of an old soul. Like, so I've been around like jazz and the blues and funk and all that sort of makes it like old school hip hop from like my cousins. So I don't know. I've just always been surrounded by music and a lot of my relatives actually play instruments, funny enough. So yeah, that's pretty much the gist of it. That's (laughs) awesome. Do you play an instrument? Um, I actually play bass. Um, wow. I, play, I started playing like a few years ago. Um, just a, a quick advice to everyone out there. It's never too late to learn something new. <laughs> <laughs> I've never played a bass a day in my life until like probably like, I don't know, five, six years ago. Maybe being a dancer, I had like the advantage of like timing and rhythm and stuff. But um, yeah, um, I think the first time I picked up a bass... I got offered a gig on the very same day. <laughs> wow. Yeah, impressive. I know. I was like, I don't even know why I said yes to it. And then I'm like, oh God, oh God, oh God, I need help. <laughs> and I had like a week to learn, like a whole set. And then it just kind of picked up from there, actually. So there's like a really big pool for like female musicians in the music industry. So it wasn't that hard getting work. If that sounds bad. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it doesn't sound bad, but I think we get what you meant. (laughs) I wasn't too sure that came across right. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That sounds really interesting, though. Do you still play? Um, Actually, not as much as I would like to. Uh, Basically, when I started getting more work with Daniel, a lot of the work that we got booked for um, would clash with a lot of gigs that I started getting and I was just like oh no so I always ended up double booking myself and I couldn't do both and Mm. obviously dancing's always been kind of I guess slightly more my first love because music came shortly after and I had to make the decision of which one I would give more of my time to so 
Uh, I actually don't play as much as I would like to. <laughs> you were already um, teaching dance when you picked up playing the bass. Yeah, I was already uh, teaching at the time. Yeah. Right. Oh. And how, what were your like your your first steps into? I mean, you, you said you were dancing a lot, like all kinds of styles. And what was your first like, yeah, touch points with like Latin Latin dances? Oh, okay. So Latin didn't come till much later. I probably started when I was uh, like 17, 16, 17, I'm going to say. Um, right. Uh, yeah, before that, it was more like contemporary, like the classical stuff, really. Hip hop and R&B has kind of always been a part of my life. So I started with that really, really early. And um, yeah, so... The Latin thing, I kind of just fell into, <laughs> I suppose. Um, I just, I remember I, I made some like Latin friends for the first, I think they were Cuban at the time. And they were like, yeah, Pebbles, we're going to this uh, this Latin club. Bear in mind, I'm only 16, 17. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> is that even legal? <laughs> and um, yeah, so that was, I think the first club I ever went to that was Latin was probably the Bar Salsa in, um, Trocad um, not Trocadero, in um, Tottenham Court Road. And I'm not gonna lie, I, 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 I stood out like a sore thumb, like you could so tell I was lost. Oh, okay. I think we all were when we started dancing or when we entered the Latin scene of it wasn't something, you know, you were born into or family members did. I remember I was lost the same way. And at, at the time, like, <laughs> there wasn't many Asian people in the scene, so I'm a bit like... Oh my god! <laughs> where's, where's all the other Asian people? <laughs> so um, yeah, and then I think this guy came up to me and he spoke to me in Spanish. Luckily, I understood more or less what he said, and he's like, "Do you want to dance?" And I'm like, "And I'm like, beginner was nothing. I literally was like, there are no basics." But um, because I've been watching the whole time, I was like, okay, I think I kind of got the the basics of the salsa steps. So I think I think we're good on that, <laughs> and um, kind of just been doing it ever since, really. Wow, that's amazing. It wasn't at the time, but well, yeah. at the time, no. But like, you have a really wide um, background in dance. I didn't even know you started with contemporary and all that. I did see. Um, you know, over social media, you do reggaeton, you've done hip hop, you do twerking, and you've even done collaborations with other dancers. Is this something you want to expand on, like even professionally, or do you just prefer to keep it like small projects here and there? Um, to be honest, I would like to expand on it because as much as I dance the styles that I dance, like I wouldn't say I was um, like proficient in one particular one. So like collaborating with other artists um, or even people that just do different styles in general, like it's nice collaborating with someone because you kind of like one, you probably learn something new. Um, if you, even if you did the same styles, like I'd be like, oh, I've never done that before or I didn't know that move sort of thing. Um, and then also it's just really cool seeing how people's, people's minds work creatively that are different from mine. Mm -hmm. um, and I would like to do more of that as well, to be honest, um, just because I feel like we both get something or even if there's more than two of us, we will get something 
out of it. I don't quite do it, you know, like, oh, I just want to collaborate with someone just to get a video out there and sort of thing. Because to be honest, I actually don't like looking at videos of myself. <laughs> I know it sounds really weird, but it's just because I'm a little bit of a perfectionist. So I'm just like, oh, it didn't extend my arm there properly. <laughs> sort of like that. <laughs> like, I can't help but look at my face because I'm very animated. I'm just like, why did I do that thing? Like, why, why is my tongue sticking out right now? Like, what's going on? You're just living the music and the dancing. That's the best, no? A hundred percent. Like, dance to me is always going to be my happy place. Like, it's always my bubble. It's my little bubble that no one can pop. So anything that comes my way dance-related, I'm pretty much up for it. Um, but sometimes I do get a little bit, I guess, drowned underneath mm-hmm. all of it because so many come my way, so I don't get to go around doing all of them but I try to do as much as I possibly can really um but yeah that's it really like I would love to collaborate a lot more and I think not even with teachers but it'd be really cool to collaborate with students as well um because a lot of students I know have different like backgrounds as well or they actually want to try something new and actually be like it's not a collaboration but I want to do something with you so just work with you yeah yeah Um, I think really really cool I think that needs to be encouraged a little bit more I think in the same okay yeah because I also saw you have a ladies team and then I saw some of the the performances and you fuse a lot of styles into it which is really awesome um yeah I think it's just because I don't have one fixed style like I am stronger in some but I'm not made up of just one specific thing like you see some dancers that no matter what they dance you're like you can tell they're they're like a ballet dancer, like at the core, or you can tell that they're like with Daniel, for example, you can tell he's like a urban dancer at core, like sort of thing. But with me, I'm kind of like made up of so many things. So I'm like, I don't have to pick one. I can actually just do all of them if I wanted to. And, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that really. Oh, definitely not. The twerking thing, I'm kind of confused about because I'm like, I'm <laughs> the advocate for twerking. What happened? <laughs> How did you ultimately come up with the, the style that you're dancing right now together with Daniel? Because look, looking, at, looking at how you dance, is, it's, it's clearly not what, what like everyone is dancing, like bachata sensual. Um, it goes, I guess, more into what you would say is like Dominican, but then there's obviously a lot of fusion in there as well. How did how did you go about finding that? Um, to be honest, Daniel and I have known each other for like, I, I'm going to say about 10 years. So we were actually friends before we became dance partners. I actually met him on the Latin scene when we were both salseros, you know, like we were only about salsa at the time. <laughs> um, and um, actually him and I used to teach at a university. He used to ask me to come and assist him at the time. We weren't partners then either. Um, and he's got a bit of an urban, actually he's predominantly an urban background. And partly the reason why we became partners was just because we're very good at feeding off each other with our vibes, like with the way we dance, for example. It's just, I can't even explain it. It's just a click with me and Daniel. Like I'm very good at reading his, not even his moves, but just his vibe when he's into a song, for example. Um, And also because I have somewhat of an urban background as well. Like it's quite easy to click with him in that sense. Um, But because 
we obviously have some also very different styles. Like we're very good at uh, complimenting each other, but then also having a moment for ourselves that kind of show it. So like with Daniel, you'll see him. He's like, yeah, he's very like hip hop and urban. For example, I used to do house, which is all footwork. So Dominican for me is actually quite easy. Um, and coming up with footwork is actually quite easy. <laughs> I wish I could say the same. <laughs> <laughs> so you were doing like the, the, the shuffle and cutting edges and all that kind of stuff. Cutting shapes, I think it's called, right? Yeah, I knew the fundamentals of it, you know. And, oh, damn. Um, wow. And like my brother, my have a younger brother, he's a break dancer um, and he loves footwork. Like and stuff like that and he used to kind of teach me some stuff as well not that I would probably use it because I don't want to bring down the breaking community <laughs> I feel like what was that um but it definitely helped with my my Dominican for example when I actually under, understood it a little bit more I was like right okay this is actually not as hard as I thought it was um but yeah, like Daniel is just, you can just see that his core is urban. He's very like hip hoppy. So because I can, I have that in my background, it's actually quite easy to adapt to that. So I'm quite an adaptive dancer, like follower with some people. Like when some people want to be super sensual, I can be super sensual and stuff like that. So I'm very much that kind of dancer really. But with Daniel, it's very like, what does he call it? Musicality. You know, you've got to kill the <laughs> Is a killer to you. I know everyone Love it. looks at me funny when I say that word. I'm like, hey, is it Daniel's word? I'm just using it. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> honestly, you too, like you and Daniel, the energy you give out you give out whenever you're giving classes or are at a festival is absolutely contagious. So <laughs> I I don't think I mean it works. In my head it just works. <laughs> to me it's like it's something that I really admire about like your energy and your vibe also together with with Daniel I, I feel like the two of you you're just so authentic and you're you can just like be yourself uh, I remember when I met you the first time in in Prague um I, I instantly got that vibe of you know she's so open and, and honest and if I see sometimes artists dance I feel like oh you know they're trying to be something maybe that they're not or that they're pretending to be to, to play a certain role with, with, the, with the two of you I, I instantly felt that like you're so comfortable with, with who you are and your your uh, your creation brand <laughs> actually my, my next question well my question to you Jan was like gonna be uh, was I drunk when we first met <laughs> right right I wanted to ask you that, but I felt I'm not sure if I should. <laughs> no, it's cool. Like, I know a lot of, I don't know, because a lot of people always like, yeah, Pebbles, you're a little bit drunk. And I'm like, you guys made me sound like an alcoholic. I remember, <laughs> I, I remember you told me that sometimes before you have a show that you have gonna, you, you're going to have a couple of shots. I told you that in confidence. <laughs> 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 No, but I, I guess my my question there is, and I'm not sure how you how you can answer that, but yeah, how are you able to be so like authentic and just being yourself, your your crazy self, and not not afraid to show that? I think, well, okay, coming from a performer's 
for example, perspective. Like when I talk to my students or people that are nervous going on stage, and this is anything, music, dance, anything creative, theater, whatever. Um, I always tell them, I'm like, the person you are on stage is the person you strive to be, if that makes sense. Um, like, for example, Daniel always gets nervous before going on stage. I think even up until this day, he still gets a bit nervous doing demos, for example. Um, <clears throat> for me, personally, I'm like, the person I strive to be is the person that people see outside of dancing as well. Like there's the pebbles that is a teacher or there's the pebbles that dances socially. And then there's the crazy pebbles that gets drunk and whatever, whatever. I'm like, I'm actually all of these things. And I don't pick moments where I'm like, okay, I want them to see this. I want them to see that. And I feel like the reason why people are, I guess, if you want to say drawn to people like me and Daniel is because we, that we show them that, you know, we are just people. Do you know what I mean? Like we're relatable, for example, like Daniel and I swear we probably shouldn't because it's not very professional, but we do, you know, we make inappropriate jokes, you know, Daniel makes more dad jokes these days, but you know, as his, as his partner, I have to giggle to, you know, to back him up on that, um, <laughs> you know, sort of thing. And also I'm a firm believer in, um, What's like the word I like to use is edutainment. So it's a mixture of education and entertainment. People learn and actually are more like pay more attention when something is more fun, when something is more relatable, sort of thing. And yeah, so and it's exhausting when I think about having to be different things at different times, it sounds exhausting. Like my brain physically hurts <laughs> thinking about it. I'm just like, no, this isn't. And also at the end of the day, I'm like, not everyone's going to like you. You know what I mean? And, <clears throat> and that's okay. Like I'm actually fine with that because then that means the people that do follow you or the people that do genuinely um, take your classes like you for you, you know, there's no sort of thing. And I can respect people's opinions either way. And um, yeah, it's, it's just easier as well. And then you, you actually do form genuine genuinely good relationships with people whether it be teacher and student or like with you guys like <laughs> I guess in a way you've taken classes from me and Daniel but you're also like my friends as well do you know what I mean because we kind of connect on that kind of level and I think that's like a lot more important to me in all fairness rather than I have to keep up this like facade that I'm the artist sort of thing I'm like no, I'm actually here because I enjoy what I do. Like, there is no hierarchy between me and you, for example. If you guys started teaching and I genuinely saw something I liked, <clears throat> I would actually go and take your classes. Do you know what I mean? So, like, it's just one, just one of those things where I don't feel like I have to pretend to be something that I'm not. Like, in all honesty, it just sounds exhausting. Like, but I'm, I'm a very basic, simple person. I can't... <laughs> I don't know if it's the Hawaiian side, but I, no, 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 no. Have you always been like that when it comes to like your professional dance career or was there a learning process for you involved as well? Um, maybe in the beginning when I, I mean, cause I started teaching when I was probably about 17, 18. Um, yeah, I kind of, again, I kind of fell into it. I was more like assisting or I'd, I'd only ever teach beginners. You know, I was doing it all for free sort of stuff because my mentor at the time would like give me free classes. But obviously being around that age, you're still kind of figuring yourself out. 
Um, so for me, you know, and all the students are like double my age or they're older than me. And I'm just like, oh my God, I have to be this authoritative teacher thing and um, sort of thing. And <clears throat> I don't know, I think from the get go, I just actually found that being myself actually worked for me because I'm quite, I'm like a ball of positive energy. I, I, I don't like negative vibes. <laughs> so, um, and also I'm actually quite, I like to think I'm quite compassionate and empathetic. So actually trying to put myself in other students' shoes, especially for beginners, because I taught beginners for a long time. It made it easier for me to be myself and actually be like, okay, I know what they need for me. Like a lot of students, you know, they work nine to five, you know, and what and learning from us is like a, a hobby, for example, you know, it's not like a boot camp or anything like that. Um, so it's like, you want to make it fun for them and you, but you also want them to learn something at the same time. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think it took that long for me to be the way that I am now. If anything, I've probably gotten worse over time, but, um, <laughs> like in the beginning, I was a little bit inexperienced in being myself. Let's just say that inexperienced, but now I don't know, probably after maybe the first couple of years, I was like, wow, I'm actually, I've actually found something I'm good at and makes me happy. And I think that's what made it easy for me. Where I was like, holy crap. I was like, I'm actually good at something. Yeah. And I just didn't want to get into the bad habit of pretending to be something that I'm not when I'm working, if that makes sense. So, cause then I just don't, I know myself really well. I won't put my everything into it if I'm having to be something that I'm not like, I know it sounds so cliche, but I just, I just won't. I, like, you can't feel my heart and soul into something if I'm not being myself, really, or if I don't enjoy it. So, so if you could go back in time and give a 17 or 18 year old Pebbles that just started teaching, if you could give her like one piece of advice to yourself, what would that be? I think, honestly, be prepared to not be liked by everyone. I think, especially in a scene like ours, everyone just strives to be liked by everyone, which is why a lot of people start changing or conforming to something else. Um, and at the time when I was younger, I, you know, I wanted everyone to like me sort of thing. And sometimes it would drive me so crazy that it would push me to do things that I know wasn't really who I was sort of thing, or it made me feel uncomfortable. So really, I would say, like maybe two pieces of advice is one, be prepared to not be liked by everyone. And that is okay. Um, and also that sometimes, and that's sometimes just from being yourself. Like, you know, you can be the most amazing person in the world, God or Satan, whoever you praise, I don't know. Um, you know, it could tell you this person is like the best person in the world but there are some people that you might not just click with or some people that just aren't your vibe. doesn't mean they don't like you. You just don't click. And I just wouldn't worry about things like that. And I did when I was younger sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I know it's so cliche as well again, but just be you like, honestly, a hundred percent be you, um, take that time to grow, you know, go through the experiences that come your way. And also don't be afraid to take opportunities that seem a little bit crazy sometimes. I'm very much a yes person now. Like, if, like I always think, oh my God, is this ever going to happen again for me? Might not. 
or it might it might in the future but I'm like but it's here right now so how can I actually make that happen do you know what I mean so I think me and uh, 17 year old pebbles would uh, would be probably doing one of these conversations right now <laughs> well I think it's really good advice because I think a lot of people almost everyone can relate to this in some sort of way one or another just because as people we do want to be liked um and we don't like it when people have negative thoughts of us or i don't know you know we do yeah. seek for that um approval so oh, yeah. i think most people can can definitely relate to this oh yeah 100% 100% especially when like you kind of reach the stages that like even you lucy like as a fitness trainer or whatever and me doing what i do people are going to look at us you know and we're always when you're in that kind of light you're, you're going to be judged more so than, I guess, your, if you want to call them average Joe, but I wouldn't. But everyone in life is going to be judged one way or the other. And it's just it's just a perspective of, like, you either, that either makes you or that breaks you sort of thing. Like, I met so many people that, I don't know, I mean, personally, they haven't said it to my face that they don't like me. But at the end of the day, I'm just like, that's cool. But I'm, you know, and I respect you for what you do and, you know, your opinion. Like, I'm still going to smile at you if you were to look at me. Like, I'm very much a firm believer that I don't dislike anyone unless you kind of give me a reason to. But even then, I'm still going to respect you for what you're doing. And But that doesn't mean I have to, like, pretend to be nice to you or anything. Like, I can be civil sometimes when I'm not drunk. (laughs) 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 Uh, Believe me, when, 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 when Pebbles kind of hits a certain stage she gets a little bit ghetto i'm not gonna lie she <laughs> she starts speaking some harsh 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 truths and it's like pebbles you're working you should not be like this right now but yeah uh yeah she doesn't come out very often but when she does trust me <laughs> she's there <laughs> she may want to run <laughs> <laughs> well thank you for that uh, notice <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. And uh, I was wondering, did you ever see yourself actually doing something different before you started dancing? Because you said you started dancing, well, teaching dance at a, well, pretty young. Well, yeah. I mean, it started out as like a side thing. I didn't ever think, oh my God, this is what I'd be doing, like really professionally for a living or anything like that. I was a little bit of a lost soul. Not many people actually know that about me, but throughout my years, I've done so many jobs, some interesting ones, some, you know, normal nine to five stuff. And I don't know, I guess I never really clicked with any of them. So really, honestly speaking, um, only in the last, I'm going to say four years. So even after Daniel and I became dance partners that I was like, this is actually what I want to do. Um, my mom kind of lectured me about it cause she knew for some reason she was psychic about it, that I was going to end up doing something with dance, um, professionally. Um, probably should have listened to her, but you know, I, I'm a bit stubborn with my mother sometimes don't like to prove her right um but yeah so honestly no I was kind of a bit of a lost soul just kind of going with the flow sort of thing but it's only in the last four years where I'm like this is actually what I want to do all I know is I wanted to have a job that involved me traveling like I I'm a bit like a nomad 
I like to travel a lot. I like to experience different cultures. I like to meet, you know, all types of people, walks of life, green, yellow, blue, whatever sort of thing. All I knew was that that was what I wanted for myself. I just didn't know what it, you know, what I'd be doing to do that. And someone clearly loves me up there or down there. I don't know. And I'm actually doing a job that actually allows me to do that. And I couldn't be happier, to be honest. Yeah, well, I was hoping that it at some point would lead to like a, a crazy story on how you and, and Daniel met. Actually, um, I mean, if you, if, if you genuinely, I mean, are you genuinely asking that question? Because I can't actually answer it. Yeah, I am. Okay, so this is probably one of the darkest stages of where I am now, to be honest. So, uh, Lucy, you may want to grab some tissues because it may make you cry a little bit. And what? But I don't know. What about your woman? Shouldn't Yan get some tissues too? Uh, this is kind of this is more kind of female related. Oh, but um, okay. okay, so uh, the year that Daniel and I became dance partners, um, I was actually six weeks pregnant at one point, and I had I guess what we call an ectopic pregnancy. I don't know if you know what that is. Really? No. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically it's when like the fetus, um, lands in like the fallopian tube and starts to grow there rather than the uterus. Um, so it can actually, if it pops, you could actually cause like hemorrhaging, um, you know, stuff like that, like bleeding out kind of thing. Um, so I am slightly anemic. I passed out while out um in London and I just thought oh maybe it's because my iron level was low and obviously they did some tests in the hospital and I found out I was six weeks pregnant and on the same day I found out they were like yep we're gonna have to surgically remove that and I was just like you know you don't you don't even know how to process that because it's like it was good news but then bad news at the same time so I was in hospital for a week uh waiting for my surgery I was supposed to have it like a day after I got admitted um, so obviously I'm not going to go into details of what that was like, cause like no woman should ever have to go through that. Can I just say that? Um, so then when I came home, um, obviously I was on a lot of medication, um, because of my surgery and stuff. Apparently I even died on the table for a couple of minutes because I was hemorrhaging by the time they got to it. But, you know, <clears throat> praise, praise Jesus that I'm actually here. Um, and then three days later, after I came out of surgery, Daniel messages me. He's like, dude, I'm competing in this thing. Do you want to, you know, do you want to be my partner for it? And obviously Daniel and I have been friends for a long time. And I was kind of in a bit of a low thing. I don't know if it was because I was low or because I was on a lot of drugs. I said yes, even though I had no idea what it was for. And I remember saying, uh, So I said, yes. And I was like, what is the competition for? Which I probably should have asked first. And he was like, bachata. And I'm like, and what is that? (laughs) I literally was like, and and then he, and the competition was probably within two or three days of him asking me to do it with him. Um, And I was like, okay, so how do you want to do this? Because obviously I don't know really what it is. And we met up once. He was like, just turn up at this time at this place. And I was like, okay. And um, he was like, and we'll see how we go. So I was probably, I was still supposed to be resting at this point, but I was like, I think I'm, I've been indoors for so long. I was like, I feel like I'm, I'm good to go outside. So we meet up. He plays 
music and he's like just go with what you feel pebbles can i just say i you know those uh those like puppets on strings that you see out in public that dance to caribbean music have you ever seen those yeah like yeah like i kind of felt like that like daniel will do these things and i felt i felt like jelly like a ragdoll and i was just like what the hell is this and he was like yeah that's bachata and i'm like this ain't no bachata that i've ever seen i was just like i don't know like you know obviously it was sensual but i didn't know anything about that so we probably only practiced for like three hours the day before the competition and um yeah so on the day of the competition you know we turn up everyone knows daniel and then everyone's like who the hell is this pebbles who's this asian chick and i'm just like hi bear in mind i was still on a lot of drugs at this time because you know i had like abdominal pains from my surgery and stuff and um long story short daniel and i actually ended up winning this competition and went on to the semi-finals for the uk so wow. you never you never heard of bachata before i probably like knew the basics but i genuinely did not know what bachata was in all honesty at the time so you do say yes to a lot of things <laughs> <laughs> pretty much well also because he was my friend And you know he know he knows a lot of dances as well at the time, and I was like, I took it as a compliment that he asked me. So I was like, all right, cool. I was like, if it was salsa, I would have been like, cool, man, we got this. But then he's like, bachata, and I'm like, uh. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, and then we've been partners ever since. Really. That's an intense uh, story. Definitely need a tissue, but I don't have them here right now. Um, I'm not gonna lie, but uh, yeah, well, it's a very bittersweet experience, but I'm really glad to see where you are now and to see the authentic you and to see what you've achieved. It's absolutely amazing. Oh yeah. So like, I feel like when people go through like the stuff that they go through in this scene, I, you know, I don't tell them, I mean, I don't mind telling them what happened to me. But in my head, I'm like, I'm living proof that you can pretty much do anything. You can pick yourself Definitely. up. Like I've got a big tattoo on the left side of my torso. Um, you've actually looked at it. Yeah, I don't know if you looked. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely looked. <laughs> um, but that tattoo I actually got on my birthday the year that Daniel and I became partners. And it actually represents that moment from what happened for, oh. for me going from... I guess a dark place into doing what I do now. So um, it's not like a morbid thing. Like I'll keep it quick, but like there's like some orchids, which are like my favorite flowers in the world. Um, some of them are closed, which represents the dark moment that I had. But then I have like fully bloomed ones, which kind of represents that when the time is right or when it comes again, one day I'll be a mother kind of thing. So And then the quote represents what I do now. So that's really beautiful. And I mean, I do like your mindset in this because in every bad situation a person has, uh, whether it's first or second hand experience, there's always, if you look deep enough, um, something positive out of it. And definitely there's been a lot of positive, I think, for you because it's brought you where you are today. And yeah. Oh, yeah. The most painful three hours of my life. But, you know, I think. <laughs> Yeah, I think the interesting the interesting part is like 
how do you get yourself out of such a situation right and it feels um to me like uh, yeah it's like this uh, it's a mindset thing like how i often approach it is like i like to get in over my own head right so i'm also a person that says yes to things and you know just trying to put myself into situations that are outside of my comfort zone and i just i say yes to them and then then i have to figure it out oh yeah 100 percent. like it was like it was hard it was a struggle um trying to pick myself up like i was dealing with a lot of like mental and emotional issues like the physical side of it like yeah it was painful but i guess in comparison to everything else like you know it, it wasn't as bad but when I look back at it now, like some people are like, oh, thank you for sharing the story. Or be like, oh, like I never knew this kind of thing. And I'm like, you know, it's, it's okay for people to know and stuff. Like I've definitely gotten over it because I couldn't even talk about it back then. Like even the thought of it or even seeing like a newborn child would actually make me like well up a little bit. <clears throat> but then I'm just like, do you know what? There, are, I always tell people it always comes down to a choice. Um, like I could have really gone to a dark place if I chose to, if I totally given up, um, if I chose to give up and actually just let it take over. But I was like, luckily for me, I've always been quite a resilient person and I've been in quite a few dark places in my life and I've never let them define me in the worst sense. I'm just like this builds character I guess and I tell myself if I can go through this I can get through anything really and I'm not saying I I didn't get through it without the help of people like I've definitely had some amazing people in my life that have helped me get me where I am but just even making that choice on my own to be like move forward because I don't like the feeling of moving back or you know or being stuck somewhere I'm I was like cool I've made that decision um definitely pride isn't one of my strong suits I'm like I'm okay with actually asking for help when I struggle sort of thing but yeah I'm not saying getting that mindset was easy but it definitely it definitely helped the fact that maybe it was just the right timing that Daniel asked me and I'm always that kind of person that loves to help people like I love helping people whatever it may be and I was like, here's a friend of mine who wants my help. And I'm like, I'm happy to help him. If anything, oh, and Daniel's so going to rub this in my face. I guess you could say, in a way, Daniel kind of saved me a little bit. Oh, he's so going to rub that in my face. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, I, if Daniel was listening to this conversation right now, this is exactly how he would react. He would be like, oh, and then he'd go, gay. And I'm going to be like, great, great, cool. <laughs> the love man <laughs> awesome. awesome thank you for sharing uh, so, yeah. <laughs> no it's cool it's cool so yeah we've, we've all got our histories but it's definitely made me who i am today so cool well thank you thank you so much for sharing this i think um maybe at that point we can wrap it up and it's also a wonderful high note to end on if i may say so <laughs> cool oh Thank you for uh, for letting me share my stories. Definitely had a lot more, but you know, could always do that another time. <laughs> exactly, I would love to hear them. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Pebbles, for uh, joining us and sharing your stories. It was really nice to just talk to you like this again, 
And I really do hope to see you soon. No, definitely. Not even hope. It will happen. It will happen. Oh, for sure. For sure. Oh, can't we see you guys too? I'm excited. It, it's, it's, it's in a way it's a good thing because it gives me more like to look forward to, you know, when this is all over. I'm, I'm like ready to go. So definitely. That's how we should see it. Oh gosh. <laughs> hundred percent. So love, love, love to you guys. Love, love, love. Sending love back and have a beautiful day. We hope you enjoyed listening to Pebble's stories as much as we did. If you like what you hear, follow us on Instagram at backstage.podcast. Catch you in the next episode. See ya.